how you can recognize real estate market cycles. I'm Nugget, this is The Leap. Let's get it. So this is basic economics. Most of you probably intuitively or inherently know this. First things first, the first rule of economics, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Somebody's paying for it, so pay attention to that. If somebody's doing something for free for you, somebody's paying for it, and it might be you, right? So that's the first rule of economics. It is all based around supply and demand. How many houses are for sale? How many people want to buy those houses? How in demand is that area? And so you can zoom out and zoom in as much as you want in those themes, but it's the same thing. So right now, this is the end of 2023 when I'm recording this. Right now is one of the most interesting real estate markets I think I've ever seen. The reason why is because home prices continue to go up. We've kind of leveled out a little bit, but they even as interest rates were going up, home prices continued to go up. And everybody was like, I thought the opposite was supposed to happen. Usually that is the case, because usually what happens is, is demand Demand decreases, pricing decreases. As demand increases, pricing increases. But there's one more caveat to that, and that is the supply of homes. So because we didn't have many, because of those interest rates going up, people that locked into two, three, 4% interest rates, they called it, were in golden handcuffs. They were so handcuffed to their property and their interest rate, they knew if they sold, even though their homes were almost double in value from when they bought them, they knew if they sold that home, they would have to go buy another house that had doubled in value and they would have a six, seven, eight percent interest rate and it would add to their monthly cost. And so they were golden handcuffed to their interest rate. And you hear real estate agents talk about, you know, date the rate and all this stuff. There is some truth to that. If you're renting and you have not bought, it's still a good time to buy as long as you can afford on a monthly basis. Because if you remember our second episode, which if you have not seen it, you should go back and watch it. I talk about the magic behind how properties increase over time, how they double in value over time, and how your cost in them, what it costs you to create that doubling is like a fraction of the actual doubling. It's one of the best, best wealth creators on planet Earth. This is why rich people do it, but you can do it and not buy rich people houses. You don't have to build Trump Tower in New York City. You can buy a $150,000 house and then just in five, seven years, buy another one and then make it a $250,000 and you can kind of roll that down the road. So back to market like supply and demand. So right now, home prices keep going up because there's still more buyers than there actually are sellers. Even though there aren't many buyers because the interest rate is so high, there's way more buyers than there still are sellers. And because of that, there's less houses than there are people that are willing to buy them. And it makes the prices continue to go up, even though we have high interest rates. So until the supply of houses goes up and it supersedes or it, it goes up more than the number of people that are buying, home prices will continue to increase, which is awesome because a lot of times there's always like these, these ebbs and flows 
in any market, right? That's a healthy market, by the way. You don't just want gain after gain after gain. You want it to kind of increase and pull back and increase and pull back. And if you look at it over like a 10, 15, 20 year cycle, or even like I did a video on Instagram, it was an 80 year home value cycle. The whole thing is just on this continuum where it is just going up and up and up and up and up, up to the right is what a lot of investors like to say. And it just continues that from like 1920 all the way through to today. And now inside of that trajectory where it's always value, property values are always going up inside of that, there's little ebbs and flows, right? There's sometimes, and if you look at that median, that line that's the middle, that middle value, that trajectory that it's on, if you see an increase that jumps above it, it has to pull back to it. And that's where we're at right now is we've jumped above that property value line. We had this huge spike and now it has to kind of pull back to it, but then it'll continue on that trajectory where it's going up and up and up and you'll have little rises and little falls, but it's all based on supply and demand. So the more demand, the higher the price, unless the supply is higher than that that demand and then the price will actually start coming down until more and more demand goes above the supply and then the prices start to go up. So you can think about pricing and demand. How many people want to buy? That's what we mean by demand, right? How many people want to buy and the pricing, you can think of those as twins. They should go up and come down together, but it's all relative to the supply that is sitting underneath. So however many homes there are available based on relative to how many people want to buy. Like right now, there's not not a ton of buyers, right? Like we just went over, not a ton of buyers, but there's still more buyers than there are sellers. And so home values continue to increase. So that is how markets work. And then paying attention to it over time. If you see stuff like government pumping cash into the system, which is what happened through COVID, just to keep everybody kind of afloat, try to fix our supply chain problems, all of these things. This isn't a political show. You believe what you believe. I don't care. This is an economic show. This is about your real estate future and making your real estate dreams come true, okay? But if you see the government pumping cash in, that always has to come back. You'll see an economic boom from that, but it's always temporary. It's like shooting adrenaline into your leg and you'll have all this energy, but there is a crash coming, right? We actually haven't experienced the crash as of the end of 2023. The Fed is trying to kind of flutter us down where instead of like this hard crash landing where everybody dies and every, the whole plane's incinerated, they're trying to just kind of like lose a wing and maybe a little bit of the landing gear and kind of touch that thing down a little bit, uh, a little bit softer. And so they're trying to feather the thing down. I actually think it's going to do one of two things. It's either going to prevent the big crash, which is their hope, or it's just going to extend this weird kind of world where interest rates don't affect pricing. It doesn't change the economic status of what's going on. And like the top end markers right now all look real positive, like unemployment is low. The people have jobs and stuff like that. But the underneath of all of that is like not good. It's like the wages are stagnant and there's all kinds of other things that I'm not an economist. We're just talking about real estate here, but underneath it's just not good. And so there has to be a correction, right? It's healthy when that goes like that. Whatever you think, a lot of times if government and entities would get out of the way and kind of let that organic ebb and flow happen, it would readjust itself because all of us consumers, we react to those natural ebbs and flows. As prices come down, interest rates come down, we want to buy more houses. We're looking at investing out we're looking at whatever, but then as they go up, we kind of pull back and we just kind of sit still. And so we kind of follow those trends.
sounds. It's just natural human behavior. But this has been your kind of market insight as to what happens in a market with supply and demand. Hopefully that brought a little clarity into your mind so that you can kind of right the ship, you know, and figure out what's going on. The thing with real estate is too, is it's not quick, right? It's not like a knee jerk, like, oh, the market changed yesterday. No, it's like you can kind of see the train coming for a while, you know, and it still has some surprises along the way, but it's not these quick movements because it's so many houses in so many places and every little zip code is a little unique and a little different. And so you can kind of see it coming and kind of prepare yourself, figure out if you want to liquidate the property, grab your cash back, or if you want to use a HELOC, if you just want to use some debt in the property, whatever the strategy may be, that would be the time to do it when you kind of see the train moving in one or the other direction. We'll get more into that as we get deeper into this. These are just introductory concepts. These are things that we need to grab onto before we go deeper. So that's what we're doing is we're building a foundation before we kind of build this real estate wealth blueprint house on top of that foundation. So comment below. Let me know what you think about supply and demand. If you have any other ideas or if you've got any information for the community, let us know. We're all here to learn from each other. That's it for me. Episode three in the books. Nugget out.